Race matters. 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 I'd like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on unceded Gadigal land. This land has been in the hands of generations of Gadigal custodians for thousands of years before us, and it will continue to be in their hands long after us. This place is a a meeting place for sharing knowledge, stories and song, and we are privileged to be part of that storytelling today and every day at FBI Radio. I pay my respects to Gadigal elders past and present. We're broadcasting from Redfern right now. Redfern is the birthplace of black theatre in this country and a site for resistance and resilience for First Nations peoples. Welcome to Race Matters. This is a show hosted by people of colour, speaking with people of colour about the ways we understand and value our racial identities. I'm Darren Lasagas. I'm Tanya Ali. More blessing tweeted the other day. She's like, it's all eat the rich until we start naming names. Oh. <laughs> We've got to put a menu together someday. Like, come on. That's more blessing Mature and Shari Sevens, co-producer and director, respectively, of a new production opening tonight. It's called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. And on today's show, we're going to hear about their incredible cast and crew, their game-changing moments of theatre, and the Kardashians' legal team. Before we get into that conversation, this week on Thursday, 15th of April, marked 30 years since the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. Since then, 474 Indigenous people have died in custody. In the past month, there were five deaths. This past Saturday was the National Day of Action to Stop Black Deaths in Custody and protests were held around the country. There's more you can do to help the fight for justice for Aboriginal lives. There's an extensive amount of knowledge, history and information being shared by First Nations people right now. Uh, There has been for decades, centuries. Laura Murphy Oates takes an in-depth look into the protests, the history of black activism and the families who've lost loved ones at the hands of the state. Tila Reid reminds us that we need to consider the history well before the Royal Commission to understand how the current social and political climate allows these deaths to remain without justice being served. The Dajawa Foundation has been key in coordinating support for these Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander families. Yeah, there's lots of resources to turn to which uh, encapsulate what Aboriginal deaths in custody look like, why they happen and what can be done. We'll link you to some of those resources at fbiradio.com slash race matters. For us settlers, there's a responsibility to centre and platform these resources and voices and not demand labour from First Nations people where it is not being offered. A solidarity with our First Nations friends and listeners who live this conversation every day. Don't judge me. I'm Tanya Ali. I'm Darren Lasagas, and tonight a new play opens at Darlinghurst Theatre. It's called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. 
And if that title alone doesn't make you want to know what it's all about, the creative team behind the production is reason enough. Yeah, the team is predominantly black women and many familiar names in there too. Iba Tanya Abracasa is on board as a community engagement specialist. Kim Busty Beats Bowers is the sound designer. Zindia Kenyo's assistant directing and the list goes on. Yeah, Sarah and I caught up with two other people from the team this week. Director Shari Sevens and co-producer of engagement and Cleo in the play, More Blessing Mature. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. Us. I'm so excited. <laughs> so uh, tell us about the play and how you both came on board for this production. Do you want to take this uh, one as co-producer? Yes, sure. <laughs> um, the play is about two best friends, Cleo and Kara. Um, on a night, one winter's night, um, 2019, um, we may recall um, Forbes tweeted sort of announcing um, Kylie Jenner being the youngest self-made billionaire ever. Um, and that's sort of, that's the first line of the play and that's the jump off point for the play. And Cleo feels some type of way, some type of way, I think is a good way <laughs> to summarize. Feels some type of way about this tweet um, and she pops off. And Kara, feeling feeling that Cleo was unsettled in some way, comes from wherever she is to Cleo's aid. To Cleo's aid, but also maybe to save maybe the world because <laughs> Cleo is unstoppable. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, these two best friends, like 21, 22, just dealing with like big, big things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Without sleep at like 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah, huge ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think like that for me is one of the great things that Jasmine does in the play, which is take all these massive ideas that are lived experience for, for black people and people of colour, but, you know, have been turned into kind of really academic ideologies and mm-hmm. theses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she puts it in the play in a way that never feels expositional or soapboxy or anything like that. It's like too young women talking about their lives and their friendship and you just end up digesting so much information uh, in the most entertaining and hilarious Mm -hmm. and like truly heartfelt way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's kind kind of exactly what we want to see on stage right now as well Mm -hmm. as all of that nuance. Yeah. We want to be seeing like just how we live that lived experience and how it's always like monopolized and complicated by like academic spaces as well. And all these like cultural theorists that are running that Mm -hmm. reckon that they're experts in these areas. And so to just see it like on stage like that, I know you're trying to like tell us, but not tell us. (laughs) (laughs) No spoilers. Um, (laughs) That was a great, that was a great entry point. Gives us enough. Yeah. 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 But it is, I mean, and Jasmine, you know, like she, um, is so self-aware of her her own intelligence throughout the piece, but also absolutely the the people that she wants to communicate to as well. Like not every you know, like it's really it's a real privilege to have access to that language and mm. the language of academia and stuff like that. But I think one of the greatest things for me, I go the reason it's on Twitter is so important and potent because so many of us now have access to the learnings of scholars and academics of colour who've done all the hard work, who then get online, create a Twitter account and give us their wisdom for nothing, <laughs> like for In free. 20 characters. And so it's like, well, if we're all doing this work, you know, all of us here probably have our favourite Twitter accounts that we follow that we gain knowledge and insight from. Then I'm like, well, then there's no excuse, white people. <laughs> like, Absolutely. you got no excuse. Mm. You have millions of dollars of worth and years 
combined hundreds of years of education and knowledge available at your fingertips mm. like get on do mm. something yeah 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 and so that thing as well i was watching these tiktoks that's where i am these days um, <laughs> and like a lot of them is like this is how y'all sound like on this app we need to decolonize the diasporic gaslighting of the of, of the, the queer liminal space and the liminal space <laughs> and all of that that's that is what every third tiktok sounds like um and it's this really interesting thing of like okay because like because information is ex- readily accessible how how we then talk about these things and yeah. i think i listened to a podcast with jasmine was like she one of the later drafts she did it was like the play was like there but she was like it doesn't sound like my friends it doesn't like yes yeah. we, we can all sort of like code switch into that space and talk about our lived experiences mm, in mm. in the language that's been provided to us but she was like that's actually not how we would talk about them like if we're in my room and we're talking about like colorism or you growing up with a like a richer family than I like we don't talk about yeah. classism and lateral violence and that kind of stuff with mm. our friends in that way because there is a person there yeah, yeah it's really yeah it's it's quite amazing isn't it we've had all these convos in the room it's like you know i was like yeah if i went home and used the word decolonize my mother would be like what <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about <laughs> colonizers <laughs> what <laughs> like just like because but she's living it you know yeah. like she practices it in her in her role in the community so yeah. it's like you can't it's you know we, we can get all like feel all deadly because we got some language but also we have to remember which is what jasmine does so beautifully that there are people's real lives at the heart of all of this mm-hmm. um online thesis talk so yeah it's um it's also just really hilarious might it's I so add. Fun. the yeah. play is hilarious <laughs> i'll censor myself i would say um, yeah. um, <laughs> but it is well it's just like outrageous there's moments in there where and i'm so glad we've slowly added more people over the last couple of weeks we've had some um rehearsal room observers coming in and hearing them laugh out loud at moments we're like yes it's doing it it's doing doing the thing thing. and then like little sniffles when they i'm like "Mm, all the right reactions (laughs) oh i feel like the whole darlinghurst theater company is just gonna like windows explode on yes. opening night. I can't wait. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. And An it's, explosive night. <laughs> it's also been so cool to see the team of creatives behind this play as well, like the majority being black women. How has working on Seven Methods differed from all your other experiences of making theatre? Oh, I think, yeah, when way back when we were planning to yeah. do it, um, Belvoir Downstairs, that was something that we talked about early days. Yeah. That was like, no, we're going to have like an all women of colour team, yeah. men. Um, and yeah, then when it survived the panini to be able to then like come <laughs> back together and be like, okay, cool. <laughs> we got coins now. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to do this? Yeah. Who's doing the stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's really funny. Some a journalist asked me the other day. They were like, "Why was this important?" And I was like, "Just because it is." Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I could go on for many reasons, but did you hate that question? I like, just, why? I just really like, do. Actually, it's really self-explanatory. It's like, I mean, Google yeah, it. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm like, because it's the opposite of the way the world works. Like, mm-hmm. it just. But it, I kind of, you know, I was like. Oh, isn't it? It's it's so weird, isn't it, that that's not enough to say that this is something we want to do because mm. it's not happening, 
And we've but why done do you want to? Yeah, why like, do you that's want to? A why weird would you want. want to change the world mm. in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> Please explain. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very much that. Yeah. But it's even been a thing of like, oftentimes in rehearsals, that thing of like, oh, this show. And I think even um, reading some like writings about the UK production, the play couldn't have been written by a man, by a white person, by like a straight person. Like, there's something about the way Jasmine has written it that is yeah. is that is young mm-hmm. oh god is it's, so young it's so young um, yeah. that also in the room just like oh just doing scenes and being like imagine if like some white guy was telling me to like can you okay, i'm oh, just picturing like i'm like if, a stra- if some like straight white boy was in the room like just you know really bring out your black girl I magic want to, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joyful, glorious. Joyful. Yeah. Give thanks and praise. Yeah. And take us to church. Yes, take us to church. <laughs> you look like my inner black woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this accent, could we do a black man? Maybe, <laughs> maybe or maybe oh a bit. <laughs> so this is Nene Leaks. Can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> my God. No, yeah. thanks. Maybe. No. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But I and think and I think, but I also just, to, like, Jasmine, they did it first at the yeah. Royal Court. So I think that was definitely a little, that was mm. an influence in our head floating around as mm. well. Like, well, you know, they, they, that's what they did at the Royal Court with the original production. So we can't go back. Like, the idea from this should be that we never go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then now we've done it. So now the rules established. Yeah, now the rules are So now the third production, it's all women of color teams. Yeah. But I think as well, like even having folks behind the scenes as well, like having predominantly a a predominantly black team. We also talked about it even like with publicity and stuff like that and being like, uh, to go for it, to be like, this is the play. Okay. Would I need to then translate it to someone else who's then going to be like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. And then they're going to then try and reverse translate to talk to black yeah. audience. I was like, no, that's unnecessary. Um, <laughs> it's another job. It's another job. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. No, yeah. Tough mm-hmm. Yeah, we looking enigmatic. Green with the envy because we're out here stopping traffic. Don't be mad. Stop being so dramatic. We really can't help it if the fame is automatic. Pinky promise gonna ride till we die. Don't be mad if we choosing fries over guys. Our melanin place 10 out of 10. And the way we bust a bus, it's like we started the trend. B-E-S-T to the E-N-D. You're listening to Race Matters. I'm Darren Lasagas. We're halfway into a chat Sada Khan and I had with Shari Sevens and More Blessing Mature. They're both part of a play that kicks off tonight at Darlinghurst Theatre, Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. And it's not theatre as you might normally know it. They brought community engagement to the front and centre in a big way. We were talking um, just earlier about your mummy. Your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was saying to my mum like oh I've got a race matters interview with Shari, Shari Sevens and um more blessing and she was like yeah Shari Shari I know Shari because um, she's obsessed with the sapphires mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, um, and I was like she's like what are you interviewing her for I was like oh it's because like I didn't think mum knew about like all the stuff in Sydney plays and everything like mm-hmm. that and I was like oh it's for this play that's coming out Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner and she was like I know that don't tell me yeah no you don't need to oh. don't explain it to me like I know I'm all over that I saw it when it came, when they announced it at the start of the year I know oh. that's what I was saying I was like your engagement's reaching Elvis <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, yes, I love, love oh the like she like she's been a part of a mm-hmm. part of it from day yeah, one. Yeah, yeah it's a thank like, you. Thank you. Been thank you. Yeah. Telling her all the behind the scenes and everything. <laughs> I love that. It's like you're new I here. Know. I've been. Yeah, I've been. I've been here. I've been here. <laughs> oh god. That's I was stunning. like, mm-hmm, that's that's community engagement doing their job and mm-hmm. then some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're reaching the aunties. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's such a thing as well. We like talked about this like from five ever ago. Like even the title of the show, I'm like, it does what it needs to do. Um, um, I think I saw like recently there was like a list of like questions, and it was like, what do you think about the title of this play? And I was like, "Mm, what do you think? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like a play. It's like a title. You like you either see it and you're like, oh yes, yeah, oh definitely. Where's the link? Or you're like. Mm. Can we just think about the women? The women. (laughs) I think we need to be together. Mm. Uh, Isn't it a bit much? It it feels violent. It feels. I'm like, have you read Titus Andronicus? Like, 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 do you want to talk about violence Mm -hmm. on stage? Mm. Or like, how about the violence in real life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the literal. yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm like, it's so bizarre that, yeah, it has. So, you know, there's no, like it does, it it causes um, courts controversy, um, which is absolutely, you know, Jasmine is a big, one of my favourite quotes of hers is that she doesn't believe that theatre should be a safe space. She calls it a blood sport, Mm. um, which is so true. I I think if, you know, and we are in Australia, a lot of theatre audiences are very, you know, sit in a very cushy, privileged place um, and go to the theatre to fall asleep in the warm, cosy, arms of a good story mm-hmm. um and this is that but it's thrilling and exciting and it's uh you, there will be no sleeping mm-hmm. <laughs> there will be no sleeping there will be no sleeping mm-hmm. um it, and it's fast and i mean we keep saying young and i always go like how's another way to describe this play but it is it's so of the now mm-hmm. like I, i've never read a play that just speaks to the immediate moment that you are reading it in which is so bizarre yeah. you know considering now that even now it's two years old um yeah yeah mm. Uh, you mentioned the importance of community engagement um, when working on projects like this. How can teams who are working on similar projects um, bring engagement front and center to all their work? I, how do we reach out to the Jenny Khans? <laughs> <laughs> she's got to go off hearing she, her name. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Annie Jenny. Oh, she's not going to shut up about this. <laughs> yeah, your friends. Yeah, you said yep, her name. Yep, yep, it's happened. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, from when we'd even started talking about it, um, in that first pre-pandem, um, iteration, it was that thing of like this, this work, but also generally all works Mm. know what audience they're talking to. Yes. Hopefully. God. Um, and if you're not, and yeah, story is about communities. Like, you know, who are you telling it to? Who is it for? Um, and if those people aren't then there to hear it or see it or be around it or know about it or engage with it. What are we doing? A hundred percent. What are we doing? Yeah, no, totally. And it is, you know, like I know as actors, both of us have stood on stage many times and gone like, who am I telling this story to? Who am I putting my trauma on stage for? Mm -hmm. Like, who am I bringing all those parts of myself, the parts that have survived, those resilient parts, the vulnerable parts, like vulnerable, um, all of that, you know, like the amount of times we've stood there and gone, do these people care? 
<laughs> like, mm-hmm. like they care. You know, they turned up. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, they bought the ticket. Even better. Mm-hmm. But it is, I think, yeah. Now we have a duty of care to to the writers and the actors, and to, to deliberately and consciously say who is this play for, mm-hmm. and how do we get those people into buildings mm-hmm. where they felt not welcome to in the past, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or just not interested. But I, I think a huge part of it is physically attending a building, physically walking into a space that you've never been before, you know? Like, for black a shame job is a massive thing. Like, mm-hmm. like, where's the... Me trying to find the door to get in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I've been here a million times. Like, I'm too shame to knock on any door. <laughs> in case, I'm like, just... what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, you know, like, in, in the Aboriginal community, shame job is a massive thing. So just um, the act of turning up at a building and not knowing what theatre you're in or not knowing, mm-hmm. you know, where's the box office and who do I talk to? And, but uh, also, white people like to stare. Yeah, they love to stare. You know, they like love shame dog comes stare. from a place, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. even if you get in, all the like heads that snap. And yeah, like, like what are you doing here? So mm-hmm. the idea they of commit walking to it, it and yeah. it's like <laughs> commit to it. So it's like yeah. absolutely bringing more people, more, totally. more POC, more black people. Yeah, into space, so it's automatically safe. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I then think I go well. Then you know, there's this idea or concern I think in the. In the white community that if, you know, diverse and inclusive stories take over, um, you know, white people have less work or less representation. I'm like, mm. no, there's, it means I keep going to this really bad analogy, but everybody thinks they're getting a smaller piece of the pie. I'm like, no, we just make a bigger pie. <laughs> like, and then everyone gets a piece instead of, we're not scrambling for your same scungy scraps. We want our own <laughs> fresh Except, piece of yeah, pie. <laughs> like uh, Seasoned. Warm. Seasoned. <laughs> <Flavors>. <laughs> <Palette>. <laughs> Stop complaining. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically that. Know exactly who you want to talk to, who you're doing it for, who the writer was writing it for, Mm -hmm. and do the work to reach out to that community and make them feel welcome. Yeah. Because... You know, especially in Australia, it's like it just there's just it's it's ridiculous to me that white people feel ownership to any type of space over yeah. over Aboriginal people, over people of colour, whether you know immigrants, settlers, whatever. It's it's um yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it's that thing of like equally making folks um, feel more welcomed into the space, but equally making sure those spaces are less harmful yes. to those people. Um, because it is that thing, yep. especially if it is you're entering a new space, or even just like if because of how gate-kept, gate-coppin', mm-hmm. um, <laughs> theatre is, most folks' reference to theatre is like Julius Caesar that they did in English mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And so to, to yeah, to even be like, mm, this is theatre, this is like a, that thing <clears throat> that I said in my TED talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, yeah, that like Socrates and whatever, who's it's, what's his names is, didn't, mm-hmm. don't have claim over storytelling like that's not they didn't undo it we've been doing we, it yeah. and so this mode of storytelling yes. gathering and telling story and yes. presenting story is something that we all have a right to mm-hmm. and so if we empower folks to enter these spaces also making sure that like all the other the existing stuff the systemic the visible the all that other stuff is then like dealt with so then if they do come once they don't not come again because yeah. we mess it up. Yeah. yeah, and and I think the great part about this particular community engagement process has been 
making sure that the play lives in the world of the audience. I mean, because it is. It's, mm-hmm. It is the world of the audience, but it, it lives in the conversations of the audience members before and after the show. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, rock up and you're reading the, the blurb on the way to the theatre in, in you know, on the bus or in your Uber or whatever, and then you leave and you have a conversation with your friends on the, in the corridor on the way out and then that's it. Two mm-hmm. years later, you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. This, it feels like already the actual engagement with the with the show from the audience that we're specifically trying to reach is is just like it's going off mm. it's um it's something that i've never witnessed before uh you know and i and, and i've even been like far out man we you know blackfellas for so long we've we've kind of i think we have we've tried to fit into or, or been made to feel like the only play, way we can fit into white theatre companies is simply by that, by putting on our show. But, you know, I'm like, I've learned so much as a theatre maker and the type of work that, you know, the type of um, artist that I want to be going forward, like conscious of c- engaging with a, with a particular community. Um, but just knowing, you know, like, and it's, it's, it's the nature of the play as well. Like it's mm-hmm. online, it's all over Twitter, it's all over Instagram, it's all over social medias. Medias. Mm-hmm. Um, more blessings <laughs> yes, created. Uh, a, a, um, a gif. If you type in seven <gasps> methods, there's um, gifts. There's gifts. She, it's the of gift that keeps gifts. on giving. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I just think it's so exciting. Mm. Like it's not something that people will drop away. This play will now because specifically because of the community engagement process and the hard work that's been done by everyone on that team. This play will live on in many different ways for a much longer yeah. time period than other plays have, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, just on that social media, I mean, it is such an important part of the story, but can you tell us about some of the roadblocks you're being met with in terms of trying to actually just promote the production? I've seen some of them. <laughs> I don't, sorry, my trigger. It's a bit triggering oh. remembering it, I know. <laughs> I, I was about to get into some arguments. <laughs> in the comments, I was like, "Do I want to be this person?" I know. But at the same time, there's a lot that I, I'm, oh, like, look. I could really read someone for filth right now. <laughs> like, yeah, tell us a choose bit. Love, choose love, choose, choose love, love, choose love, choose love, choose love, choose love. Yeah, yeah. From like the first, the, we have an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. We had an Instagram account before. It was popping. It was great. TikToks, memes all that mm-hmm. type of good stuff. Um, and then Zuckerberg decided that it was, it, it breached community guidelines. Community guidelines. To, um, <laughs> you know, um, to like threaten a hypothetical like play version of a person. Um, despite the fact that everywhere it said play theater, theater all mm-hmm. that stuff, pretty much. <laughs> It's fascism. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, it was just like, oh no, this bre- yeah, this breaches mm-hmm. community guidelines. I'm like, how many things have I reported to you? Mm. How yes. many things? Right. She's fu- like, she's so fine. Yes, she, <laughs> is. <laughs> she is so fine. She doesn't need you to be doing this. Uh-uh. And so then we came back and I. We've been extra petty yeah. with it. Yeah. it. yeah, I mean, we have to use it's, redacted and all that stuff, but, yeah, but it's, been... it's it's with a side eye. Yeah. So yeah, it, it breeds. It's also it's been fascinating too because I'm like Kylie's like Kylie Jenner's legal team is everywhere, right? Like mm. they are They're everywhere. Right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're bringing and welcome to the show. <laughs> This is all recorded. See you in court. A reveal. (laughs) See you. Expect a lawsuit. (laughs) 
if it wasn't for these men and kids. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, but I think, you know, like I go, like they, they're so swift to yeah. move on. That whole team, the whole Kardashian-Jenner team mm-hmm. plan. Um, oh. um, they, 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 yeah. Did I start case, case, case. Yeah. Um, um, That whole team, like they, the idea that they don't know about this play, that they haven't, someone on her team has read it. Mm-hmm. Someone on her team has also said, you know what, if you shut this down, it's a terrible idea mm-hmm. for your PR because guess what? You do steal black women's sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. like you do. And that's, you know, like I think the, it's so I just kind of go, Everyone, like people, the yeah, people feeling threatened on her behalf mm-hmm. is so bizarre to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when mm-hmm. you know exactly, like more blessings said, like how many times has any woman of color or any black woman reported a, a, a direct threat of direct. violence mm-hmm. um, and been met with nothing? Mm-hmm. No, no swift justice. Yeah. This no. is actually fine. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. this does this does not breach community no. guidelines. This yeah. is the community we want. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Exactly what it's saying. Yeah. yeah, and so, it's a really yeah. interesting thing that um, I don't know. It's just a really fascinating. Maybe it's also that thing of like um, that meritocracy sells you the idea that eventually you'll everyone has available to them the possibility of being a billionaire. Like this is something that is still within oh. everyone's like dreams and hopes mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, the the choice to for free. For free, you're not on her payroll. You're not sending an invoice to anybody what? to be like, hey, hey, actually, she worked really hard. <laughs> she, she's done. What have you done? Um, you know, like to be to really <laughs> don't take yeah, that to, step. To my favorite is to be like tearing other women. Down. Other women down. <laughs> yeah. This is I, not excellence. This, this is yeah. just. Not. Yes. I this is not I, girl boss. I think I seen <laughs> this is not girl boss. Some comments that were like, "I'm all for creativity, but like, do we have to be so violent about it? Mm. Like, there were so many other names you could have come up with. I'm like, how does this directly impact you? I know. How does this affect you? You're literally like, I say it all the time. Stay in your lane. Yes. Mm. It, it, like, and that, I think the funniest thing for me though was that these were a lot of the engagement in that in those conversations online were from artists mm-hmm. and artists of colour. Like, mm-hmm. there were artists of colour involved, there were artists, like, other women artists, and the whole time, I, more blessing, t- tweeted the other day, she's like, it's all eat the rich until we start naming names. Oh, <laughs> we've got to put a menu together someday. Like, come on. Literally. But exactly, it's this, yeah, this idea, like, protecting this billionaire. And, you know, like, also calling into, like, self-made. Yeah, okay, cool. One mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah, one of yeah. my favorite lines in the place. She's about as self-made as my bed. Um, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, but then also, yeah, billionaire status. No, there is no such thing as an ethical billionaire. No. Like, what are you protecting? Mm-hmm. What are you defending? So it's, uh, yeah, it has been quite interesting. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, choosing mm. when to engage and when not. And yeah, and it was such an interesting. For itself yeah, and, it was such an interesting thing as well, seeing seeing those comments coming in and, reading them and being like there is your comment exists in the play your yeah. your opinions your thoughts are are like in some sort of like twitter version yeah. like you are not original you're not yeah. original you, there is a gif of what you've just said yeah. already yeah. in the yeah. play don't yeah. worry about it sweetie. totally and and just like 
it, like people getting offended and telling us that they're not coming to see the play based on the title alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, okay, if the most offensive thing in your day is the title of a play, <laughs> um, what a beautiful existence. But also that you will then ignore that this is a production team of 95% women of color. Mm-hmm. It's a play written by a black woman about black women for the black community and the wider community of people of color. And the idea that you will turn on your heels and walk away from this experience because of a title, just uh, it enrages and fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, you know, like, yes, language is a powerful tool, but surely, like, if, if you're, yeah, if, if the most offensive thing in your day, in your life, is the title of a play, like, come on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you're like, well, that's for the people that we're not, you know, we're not going to change their mind in an hour and a half in the theatre. Yeah. We're not going to change their mind on a Facebook comment section. Um, when I don't know if we're ever going to change their mind. Um, they're just going to have to, like, stop existing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Simple. I, Metaphorically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I concur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically, we all concur. Yeah. Poetic <laughs> license. Yeah. <laughs> Shari, more blessing. We are nearing the end of our time together, but there's one more question I want to ask each of you. Um, What was a game-changing moment in theatre for you, whether you were on stage, behind the scenes, or in the audience? Mm. Mm -hmm. It's happening from the 19th of April to the (laughs) 2nd of May. Um, (laughs) Wow. Wow. Swift. That was good. Community engaged. Yes. Engaged. Engaged. Preemptive engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh. You go. (laughs) I'm thinking it might have been Barbershop Chronicles. Which um, (laughs) just because I feel like it still comes up so regularly as a outlier in a lot of people's theater experiences Mm. and for a lot of people who aren't regular theater goers that was the play that they all saw Mm -hmm. and this even just like the fact like when you enter the theater it was Mm. like 15 minutes of just like dancing and just like all these elements um that um yeah the production team and fuel theater were able to embed and i was sort of like the first time i kind of had seen this sort of community engagement demonstrated mm-hmm. because for fuel theater they this is just how they do theater and mm-hmm. so they they'd come to sydney didn't well they were just told your your show is going to be at the seymour center and they're like okay i don't know what that means then they arrived and they're like oh no this is no where are the where where are the where are the black people <laughs> Um, and then I was like, oh, no, so sorry. No, not, no. And so then they were like, okay, well, how do, where, where do we find these individuals who are yeah. the folks in communities? And yeah. like seeing them do that work from being not f- even from this country yeah. and do putting in that effort mm-hmm. to be like, you don't just get trust from nowhere. Yes. Um, you, yeah. 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 And seeing that, that yeah. was, yeah. yeah, still for me, like a moment. Yeah, I um like I I went and saw that with a whole bunch of mob as well and they went out of their way to put us on the floor. 
like mm-hmm. on stage, yeah, Amazing. on the seats, on the stage, mm-hmm. and yeah, exactly. Like the whole time that you guys have been yarning with us during this interview as well, and like you know the work that you put into it. That was the only thing that was in my when I was thinking of like what do I compare that to? Mm-hmm. It was the same thing, but Barbershop Chronicles. I was like, that's the only thing I can think of in my time of going to the theater, like of a yeah. play that is you know, does this much amount of work in terms of thinking not just about the story, but who's coming to mm-hmm. see the story and feel yeah. the story. It's like, yeah. it's a shared experience. Yeah. And to think yeah. that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. And we're like, team. Team meaning industry. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? Yeah. Like that's the last, last and probably first reference that a yeah. lot of people have of this happening. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and then and then we're then we're hand ringing like I just don't know I don't know why they're not coming. <laughs> Where I, are they? I don't. We gave them a specific we one day screening. Email. We sent an email. They were all free on the same day, right? <laughs> oh, why didn't is... they? Why didn't they come? I just I just don't get it. The one day. I just don't get it. Incredible. Matinee one day, middle of the day, <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. All can come. Yeah, all those black people making all that money. Can you take a Can you take a day the off? Day to come off. And watch this theater. Yeah, <laughs> it's for you. It's for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For Race Matters this week. I'm Tanya Ali. I'm Darren Lasagas. You can find every episode of our show at fbiradio.com slash race matters or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to our guests, Shari Sevens and More Blessing Mature, Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner, opens tonight at Darlinghurst Theatre Company and runs until the 2nd of May. It's going to be so good. Darlinghursttheatre.com to get your tickets. And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Race matters. 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 Race matters.